Well, g'day, 40K friends. Now, uh, this is a little bonus episode of Properly Cocked. Thank you for downloading it to start with. The topic of this episode is 40K characters out of the lore, out of the stories that deserve their own model, their own place on the shelf in any games workshop or Warhammer shop in the world. So the deal with this episode, though, is that it was recorded pre-COVID lockdown in New Zealand. So a good maybe couple or three months ago, and it got lost in the warp since then because we haven't been able to do very much with the podcast. And now, what with ninth arriving and everybody talking about the great units and everything uh, and the new rules and terrain and all of that, this episode still holds because it doesn't deal with any of the, you know, the great units from eighth. Uh, so what we're talking about here still all applies. So for you as a little bonus, here it is. <laughs> Let's uh, start by introducing the people involved in the program, and we're welcoming back from his uh, top secret missions in Auckland, Brendan D. How are you going? I'm good. Thank you for uh, joining us again, for deigning to uh, you know drive on in and, and uh, join us again in the studio. It's great to have you with us. And Sean Sullivan, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, it's an interesting topic, actually, Brendan. This was your uh, your idea, uh, and we were having a chat earlier on about how you define it I think we've all kind of come in with slightly different parameters as we always do so we'll just what is your uh, plan for this how do you see this playing out well I, I was quite excited by seeing Makari return yeah. to the game he's a orc or a Gretchen character from second edition I've always wanted to see him come back into the 40k universe and we've just seen a hint of his model and a little bit of his rules yeah so it's quite cool to see him come back and i was just thinking what are the characters that either used to exist in the game or exist in the 40k lore that aren't currently in the game but should be right perfect okay and uh sean does that meet with the the way you've built your top five um yeah certainly has great great all right so we're all on the same page with makari uh has has GW come out and said that he's going to be with Gaz Thracker, or is everybody just assuming that that's the way it's going to play out? I think it's 99% certainty that he's going to be. He was always Gaz Gull's sidekick. Right, but they haven't. So but the, the way they're promoting it, it's like they're doing it for comedy value, right? This guy's coming back with his sidekick. We're all assuming the sidekick will be Gaz Cool, but that no one's confirmed it. Could be Nasdrag. Yeah, it could be the ultimate troll. He's come back and like, oh, yeah, this is Rick Gobbo in war boss armor. Oh, no. It's just Makari with his two up. I now realize I should have done the Red Gobbo. <laughs> oh, he's not in there. He would have been oh. a good choice. Now, I have to say right at the front of this episode that I know nothing. I got into the game right at the end of 7th, just coming into 8th. The characters in, the, uh, in lore that I know are all just from the books I've read, there's a few Space Wolf ones, a couple of Black Templar ones, most of whom do have models, uh, most of whom are represented by rules. Is Honsu, because he's probably the only one I've read about that I thought was really cool that uh, that I don't think has a... He's not in the game. No, that's what I mean. So he doesn't have a model, he doesn't have rules. No. He should. Yeah. Okay, so that's my only contribution to this. So all <laughs> I'm going to do in this episode is listen to you tell stories about the good old days. We should do this over a beer, actually. <laughs> Or making predictions that might end up coming true. Yeah, well, yeah, there we go. So in a year or two's time, when they do bring back any of these models, we'll go, aha, it'll be like that time the Simpsons had Trump as president years and years ago, yeah. and then it actually worked out. And everyone was like, hey, you predicted this. So 
Haven't uh, they done like 10 predictions and like it's just remarkable how many of them come true? Yeah, well, they've done a lot of episodes though. <laughs> <laughs> they've probably done uh, just a lot that haven't worked out, but it's just, you know, sheer numbers. So uh, let's go with the top five characters from 40k lore that should be represented in the game. In other words, should have a model and have some rules. Uh, number five, Brendan. Okay, my number five. I've tried not to go all Dark Elder characters, but uh, my number five is one that most Elder and Dark Elder characters uh, players have been wanting to see for a while, and that's Ara, the father of scorpions. Okay. So he is the, uh, of course, with the Elder Phoenix um, or the Aspect Shrines, you have the Phoenix Lords. Ara was the original Phoenix Lord of the Striking Scorpions, and it's, his background's been uh, retconned a little bit over the years, but originally the story was that he fell to chaos. And then he was replaced with uh, Carandrus. Uh, then later on, it was insinuated that he founded the Incubi temples of the Dark Eldar. And wow. there's a little bit of a hint of that. They were kind of playing coy with, is Drazhar actually Ara? Because Drazhar has the exact same stat line as all the Phoenix Lords. He's, he's basically a Dark Eldar Phoenix Lord. But then some of the Black Library novels have, uh, I think, pretty conclusively shown that Drazhar's not actually Ara. The two have sort of, uh, I think, both been featured in stories together. So okay. Aro is probably still out there, and he well, is like you know. a, another fallen Phoenix Lord that could be fighting for Dark Elder, could be fighting for Chaos. And when we had the um, triumvirate of the... Um, what was the one with Ineid? The triumvirate of Ineid? Yeah. So when we first saw that model of the... Um, the Zark. What was it? The Vizark, yeah. yeah. So when we first saw that model, a lot of people were speculating that's Ara because he looks like this, this cool... Just because Ara and Drazar have been in the same room together, mm-hmm. if I've learned anything from reading Batman and Superman comics over the years, it's there, there are ways to pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, Maybe they are the same person and there was just a lookalike. You put yeah. someone in Drazar's yeah. you know, helmet, call him Drazar, mm. and everybody's going to believe you yeah, unless I, he has to fight. I actually don't think they've been in the same room together. I think they've been on the same battlefield and one's chasing the other, but they've never <laughs> actually been seen actually together. That's well, the whole. Right. I, I think I think Drazhar like walked into a room and then Arrow walked out and they're like, "Oh, you should have been." He was just here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, see, that's easy to pull off. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. So all right. So we know Drazhar is in the game, but Arrow should. Yeah. And uh, it'd be very mind. easy to bring him in the game. We know what 90% of his rules would be because it'd be identical to all the other Phoenix Lords. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it'd be very similar to Drazhar, but not. But not maybe yeah. fighting for chaos. Who knows? Oh, well, okay, interesting. All right, so that's top five. That's number five from Brendan. Uh, Sean, what do you got at five? Um, number five is Soul Hunter Talos Valarian. Um, yeah, this is a Night Lords character written by Aaron Aaron Dempsey Bowden. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's so good. Yeah, it's such a tragic backstory, and it actually makes you feel really bad for the Night Lords. You're like, oh, I really wish they were you know better guys because they've got such a bad backstory, and then you just realise. No, they're just a bunch of... <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like, it's one of those stories that's written really well. You're like, Night Lords really don't have any characters. So it's like, you know, this this would be an awesome character or Sevator. Um, but like, it was just one of those things where I was just like reading through and I've read the books t- twice and listened to them on audiobooks. So it's just, I'd love to see that character come in. Yeah. And some of his friends, at least. Um, I mean... He's not a good guy. But, I mean, he's <laughs> well. A, it's the forty k universe. Yeah. So how many good guys are there really? No, n- none really. But it's, everyone needs a bad villain to yeah. chase after. Yeah, yeah. At least you can actually understand this guy's mentality rather than being like, he's just bad because he's a bad dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anything written by Aaron Dembski Bowden is going to be 
yeah. going to be pretty good though. Yeah, I think they can just slap his name on anything now, and people would just buy it. What was the one he uh, he just wrote a uh, the Shining? No, something Spears. Oh, the Spears uh, of the Emperor. Spears of the Emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks. I haven't read it yet, but it looks. That's kind of next on the list of books to read. Celestial Lions is another. Hmm. Is it the lions that they? They were part of the Armageddon series. Anyway, this isn't my story. This is yours. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that I don't know if you actually listened to the end of. Um, Soul Hunter, but um, he actually does die. Right. But then it's Games Workshop, so, I mean, so, uh, if they brought back uh, Aldrad, they would bring back anyone, really. So, uh, And, I mean, he died fighting um, Jane Zar, so it was kind of like, he was taking on a Phoenix Lord. He was pretty close to killing them. Pretty cool story. Yeah. The, the death isn't the end, necessarily, is no. it? No, but um, it actually ends with um, his Gen Seal getting taken out and then put into it somebody else so they could actually just... There you go. <laughs> go, go. The next prophet is. Da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you were saying earlier on about Macari? That there's this whole conversation of whether it's Macari the same all the way along or whether it's just any Gretchen that turns up next to Gaskell gets. Yeah, whoever, whoever's, whoever's carrying the banner pole is just the new Macari. You know, <laughs> they just. They can't come up with the more names for grots. <laughs> just, is it a grot? Yeah. He's a grot, yeah. Okay. So that's uh, number five for Sean. Number four uh, on Brendan's list. Uh, my number four is Wazdaka Gutsmeck. Uh, now, <laughs> I'm guessing orc. He's an orc. Uh, you imagine if an orc was the world's biggest Fast and Furious fan. Like, <laughs> Wazdaka Gutsmeck, he started out as a mech boy uh, and then he fell in love with motorbikes. Right. And he. Became a warlord, a war boss, uh, had this huge war, uh, all, all, you know, orc bikers. And they, their big decisive battle was they were attacking an Imperial Forge world and they came up against a warlord knight, uh, warlord titan. And so Wazdaka drove his motorbike off a cliff <laughs> through the cockpit of the, uh, the titan. Of the titan. While he and his bike were on fire, he killed the whole Princeps crew. And now he rides around on his bike with their still flaming skulls as his banner pole. Oh, my God. Then he took that um, Forge World and turned it into a giant orc factory, churning out more motorbikes for his wire. This is this is Fast and Furious meets Ghost Rider. Yes. It's... Well, no, we'll get to Ghost Rider later. But no, <laughs> oh, I see. No, no, okay. this, is, this is Orc Fast and Furious. <laughs> we've, had a little, we've had a little preview of something yeah. further, um, further along on Brendan's list. But but somehow, Wazdaka just seems to teleport from planet to planet, just riding his motorbike endlessly towards the horizon. It's so good. So it's Ghost Rider meets Fast and Furious meets that old Kung Fu TV series with this just constant, <laughs> or the Lone Ranger. Uh, that's awesome. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, number four for Sean. Wolf Lord Bran Redmore. Anything wolf in the title, you know, has my vote. That's awesome. Yeah, this Wolf Lord is the cursed leader of one of the great companies of the Space Wolves. The leader has fallen to the, the Wolfen curse. Yeah. While in the heat of the battle, he basically turns into a space werewolf. Yeah. I I I love Bran Redmore, and I almost put him on his on my list, but. Does does he have rules? He did have he rules. He had, had rules in um, the Doom and Minera series, and so but they didn't update that. Yeah. But that seventh, they've just gone. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they never made a model because it was really cool to see this giant um, space wolf leader that turns into a giant werewolf. And like, I mean, his stats increase. He goes like proper suicide, 
Yeah. Super Saiyan. Actually, there's probably, because I was going to say the one thing the wolves don't need is more characters. I mean, there's, if there's an army that's, that's full enough of characters, that's the Space Wolves. But having said that, there's no wolfin character, is there? So Oh, we've got Murder Fang. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, but Murder Fang's a no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a dreadnought. We've got Fang's torso yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and head inside well, a dreadnought. The best thing about this is um, he's got a, when he's normal size human, he yeah. has this really awesome sword. And the problem is, once he evolves, once he becomes the werewolf, he cannot use his sword anymore. So he gets like quite a lot more attacks, but they don't have any rend value at all. Huh. So it's kind of like he'd have this awesome sword that can kill anyone in the old game. Right, know, but his giant hairy yeah. hands can't yeah. hold it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, oh no, this is over. But the best thing I found about this is um, basically uh, it turns into a werewolf that is 12 feet tall, fast and powerful, but not not a mindless killing machine. Huh. Um, <laughs> but right. the thing that it says is... It's like the new Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> and kills his prey stealthily, apparently. I don't know how stealthy you can be being 12 <laughs> foot tall. Foot tall oh, about as stealthy as all those uh, Vanguard Space Marines could be in their power armor. Yeah. Or, or those Vanguard Dreadnoughts. Yeah, I guess those Invictus Warsuits would be up for a challenge. Like, who could sneak further? Like, stealth, Stealthy and Space Wolves, uh, you know, um, with the wolf in particularly. Stealthy is not a word that often gets thrown around when you're talking about the wolf in. Uh, 12 feet tall, hairy, on the rampage. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, I, <laughs> he definitely deserves a model. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I uh, did a whole Space Wolf army with the brand Redmore Company shoulder pads, waiting for that model to come out in fifth edition, <laughs> and it never did. <laughs> Games Workshop disappointed Brendan that day. You've seemed to have recovered though. So, uh, what are we up to? Number three already. Gee, number, we're, number three. We're flying through it today. Uh, it must be Aaron who usually holds us up and makes things go longer. He's not with us today, um, but he will be back in the next episode. So uh, number three in your characters that deserve a model, deserve some rules in 8th edition. Uh, number three, we're going back to Dark Elder again. Uh, it is Karadrak the Decapitator. You so, said you wouldn't have too much Dark Elder in. No, I didn't have five Dark Elder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Karadrak, uh, he was in the original Dark Elder book in 3rd um, edition, and he was a Mandrake who had had an extra set of arms grafted onto his body by the homunculi. And he had these awesome rules, like he would just pop up anywhere on the battlefield and just assassinate characters, basically. Yeah. Um, now, the Mandrakes went through a bit of a retcon when the 5th edition Dark Elder book came out. Now they're um, the Shadow Realm uh, that yeah, we cut yeah. off from Kimura. Um So now he's just sort of this leader of, or this, this loner, but also sort of the outcast king of the... Um, mandrakes and he has this lair where he's just collecting heads and he's he's building them he's got kind of making like this room this round room full of skulls and they're all pointed facing this central point and it's like he's waiting till he reaches sort of critical mass he has all the skulls he needs and no one's quite sure what's going to happen wow i love the um hey i'm Read a, uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but a Dark Elder, the Dark Elder book where is it Drazar and a Harlequin guy basically yeah. go on an adventure together, and then at the same time other stuff's happening, and it's just, it's well, a great book. Well, that's that's the path of the Incubus, that's and then the, the sequel path of the Archon, uh, the Decapitator actually shows up in that, right. and Mandrakes play a big part in that book. That's uh, that's what I, I must have read the like the series all yeah. in one, but the uh, yeah with the Mandrakes and that, wow, they're they're just super cool, and I. When I had my Dark Elder, I basically went out and got Mandrakes and put them in the army based on 
the, the Mandrakes and that book. It's actually a really great book if you're getting into... This is in a previous episode we talked about if you're building an army and you want to keep up your enthusiasm for the hobby, reading the fiction is a really great way of just kind of keeping you moving along. If you're into Dark Elder, that is a great book to read or a great series of books because just about every, like, the Incubi and the Mandrakes and the Archons and uh, the, just every part of the army. Even the Elder Exodites feature heavily right. in book two, which is a really cool sort of lost faction of the game. Yeah, it's just the whole, the, whole, uh, the whole army, the whole world, the way the world is represented, it makes you go, yeah, man, I've got to have these. Like Talos, everything is in there, and you go, yeah, it's just it's awesome. Um, okay, number three, four, Sean. Um, Caiaphas Kane and his aide Jurden, um, the accidental hero of the Imperium. So this Caiaphas is Caiaphas Kane. Have, have you heard of him? I've heard of. Why doesn't Caiaphas? Does Caiaphas? He doesn't have a model. He, he no. does not have model and does not have rules. He, he's sort of a comic relief character in a way. Yeah. Well, basically, it's, it's memoirs written, and he's a self-confessed coward. Okay. Uh, the problem is he always ends up in heroic stances. Right. So like. Uh, when he first gets into it, he's um, just a commissar in an artillery unit, and he goes and checks his field out, and it turns out there's Terrina Ripper swarms. So he, ma- he becomes a hero because he, he sta- saved all these artillery. So then um, basically he just keeps getting thrown into worse and worse situations. He gets to go with these guys, um, the, the Helen's 5th, 6th, 7th Regiment. They, he joins together, and they're like women's and guys, and there's a whole bunch of infighting. But then it's basically he'll, he'll go with something like that. There's an... They go to an ice world and there's orcs fighting up top and he goes, oh, oh, there's rumours or something happening underneath. I'll just disappear down into the ice tunnels. <laughs> right. Like trying to get away from all this. And then he goes down there and realises that there's a Necron tomb world underneath. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so it's, it's, like, it's like constantly like that. And um, So the accidental hero kind of deal. Yeah, he's, he, but he does, it's really well done because he, he starts realising that if he doesn't play the hero, he might get shot. Because he's yeah. like... No one likes commissars to start with, and if you don't feel like you're a hero for the commissars, they'll take you back and beat you. <laughs> right. like, so he's he's like that, and then he starts getting this hero. But there's this quote that I like, um, which I really like from the book. The problem with everyone thinking you're you are a hero is they're happy to throw you into dangerous situations, as they think you'll die of boredom if you have a moment to relax. <laughs> and that kind of sums him up because he's right. like literally going, "Oh yeah, we're going to a, a shrine world now. Like, oh yeah, nothing's going to happen there." I mean, chaos attack. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. one of those things. But and his aide, Jürgen, who is really well-written, he's a guy that's scruffy, no one really likes him, and then they find out he's a psychic blank. So it really makes me wonder if the whole 40K thing, if you want to survive, just get a mate that's a blank because no one will ever mess with blanks, it seems. Really? Yeah. Okay, how does like, the psychic blank thing work? It's basically an anti-psyker. Basically, he has no soul. And then right. it affects all psychic powers. It's like the Sisters of Silence. Right, okay, I see. So, so there's a... Yeah, Eisenhorn yeah. has one. Um, Ravenna had one. And then there's a whole bunch of different characters throughout the 40k law that have, like, aids that are blanks. Right, and so they're protected from yeah. psychic attack. Wow. Yeah, so that that's, comes in Caiaphas' hand because he fights Trinans a hell of a lot. And it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, well, these guys miss with Trinans. So he's actually killed, like, a broodlord, which is... Quite hard to famine for a yeah, guy yeah. that just has a chainsaw and a, a pistol. If, if you're a natural-born coward, the 40k universe is probably not a great place to exist, <laughs> particularly if you're com- constantly front confronted by tyrannids. Yeah, They seem pretty uh, terrifying, or would be. Uh, okay, so Caiaphas Kane is, what are we up to? Number three for you? Number three, yeah. Uh, let's go to Brendan's number two. 
Uh, okay, so <clears throat> yet again, Dark Elder character. Uh, <laughs> you, you'll know this one, Steve, if you've read uh, Path of the Archon. Yeah. But it's the Geldling. Uh, so I was expecting Sean. You probably have Astral Vector on your list somewhere. Oh. No. Oh, okay. So I thought you'd have him. So I, I was going to put him on there. Oh, you both thought the other guy would do it, so you didn't yeah. do it. So we so got victored. I yeah. <laughs> I was going to put Astral Vector, but the problem I've got with these, I mean, he is like the coolest character in the 40k universe, and the downside to fielding him Ooh, is if that's a massive. No, nah, would you back me up, please? Uh, I'll back him up. He's yeah. the coolest character yeah. in the 40k universe. He's he's like the pirate king of the wow. like and like the mob boss and everything wrong. But the problem with fielding these super cool characters is you feel bad if you get them killed. Now in the uh, path of the Archon, it's revealed yeah. that uh, Asdrubal actually has. That's this right. Offsider, the Geldling, who's like the narrator for the story. And he is like a, a lookalike and an impersonator. Like he is basically just there as an assassination target, as a decoy. But he plays the part perfectly. Yeah. And so he, he takes meetings for the people yeah, coming. Yeah, like, he, like you would not know the difference. He he's he can be as ruthless as Vec, like he can represent him on the battlefield and fill like the role perfectly, but he's actually like really timid and cowardly. He's a bit of a loner because no one knows him. For him, who he truly is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Isn't that a real Drukari thing to do? Yeah. Find a guy who just, and like, this is his torture. Yeah. And Victor's torturing him by making him be. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a bit like, you know, I th- think it's fine if we spoil Iron Man 3, but it's like the the uh, Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, where he's yeah. just Ben Kingsley. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. You, you can field Asdrabal Vec. You could have a cool model for it. But if it was just the Geldling, then it doesn't matter if he dies. You know, you right, can have some nice, rule where yeah. you don't give up. You know, slay yeah. the warlord or something, but yeah, yeah I, I, I think that would just be an interesting dark Eldar twist on having this really cool character. Yeah, but you still have that bit of flavor behind yeah, it. I hope G Dub's listening to this episode. These are some great ideas. Coolest character in the forty k universe, though. I feel like we're going to get correspondence about that. Well, tell us who you think is the coolest character. I just think there. it's a big call. I mean, I think that uh, if you're a Space Wolves fan, there are lots of pretty cool Space Wolves characters in the uh, in the world, and. Uh, I think if you put Asdrubal next to Logan Grimnar with his Santa sled, Asdrubal wins hands down. I'm not saying Logan and the Santa sled. Logan and the Santa sled is pretty cool. Although the way it's represented as a Santa sled, <laughs> that reminds me I've got your Santa sled. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> brought it in with me. Anyway, the, uh, yeah, you know, Ragnar Blackmane and there are some pretty cool Space Wolves characters. But Magnus has got to be uh, up no. there. I love the Magnus. I just love his story. Like you put these two dark elder like, guys are like, ooh, Magnus. You, did you read this? Did you read the story about how Asdrubal, there was like a rival cabal that was getting a little bit too upstart. So Asdrubal orchestrated like a space marine chapter to attack their part of Kimura and then afterwards crashed their strike cruiser into See, like another tower to take is, out another rival? This is unfair. This is <laughs> two guys who have great knowledge of the entire law against little a little kid in who's new in the playground who's just said Oh, I don't know if that, that seems like a big call and you're like, you're both turning around going, yeah, all right, yeah, back it up, son. Yeah. Well, it's because you kind of walk in and go, Beth means the Beth. <laughs> Beth means. And we're like, you haven't seen Beck, mate. You haven't seen but Beck. But you were a former yeah, 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 player. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. read the books. I've you flirt- know how cool, you should know how cool I've he is. flirted with the, yeah. He, I'm not, look, not arguing that he's cool. I just, I feel it's a big call actually, and I feel that no, people so listening wait, will go... I, I realise, no, you're right. Actually, he's the second coolest character. I was going to say, he's not at your number no, one. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sean knows who I've got as number one. Okay. Oh, so I hope he's a little same as mine. Um, <laughs> number, 
Number two on Sean's list. Um, I don't know how to say his name. I've heard it in the audiobook. Arius Caius Incarius. Um, is a brother from the um, Mentors chapter. Now, he appears in The Spears of the Emperor. Right, okay. And uh, basically, he's sent there to check out, to make sure what's on the other side of the Great Rift. So he gets sent through, and um, he comes through. He isn't a normal kind of Space Marine hero. He, he He's strong, and he's he's can destroy a whole bunch of stuff. But he's tapped into three three of his um, servitors, basically, or not servitors, um, mentors and stuff like that, where it's fly around with cyber drones and feed him information. So he'll be walking through, and they'll say that there's people in the building in front of him, they've got stuff like that, and he controls the whole guard network. Wow. So he feeds all this information, <clears throat> tells like, oh, we need a unit over here and stuff like this, why he's going around slashing people's heads off and stuff like that. So it's a really different idea of like what he could have some great rules, right? Yeah. Like if he had rules in the game, just being able to do control stuff out of line of sight and all the sort of yeah. you could just imagine there'd be some really cool rules that go with that kind of storyline. Yeah, well, the whole idea of actually having a space marine leading imperial imperial guard and making a really cohesive force would make a lot more sense than being like this little guy controlling space marines and the other way around. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I just thought he was really cool. Um, uh, he even survives being captured and tortured by a Slanesh warlord. Okay, and all like right. gets all his bones removed and stuff like that. And um, and he it, survives that he getting survives, all his bones removed um, because he gets primericized. So they basically kill him off, right? And then restructure him because that's the only way to do it. So he actually has more metal on him than most like Iron Hands tech priests now. Right. He is so cool. Like, um, but it's one of those things that you just have to. You have to read the story to find yeah. out how cool And so it is. that's from Spears of the Emperor, yeah. like reading that story. Okay, another Aaron Dombeski Bowden uh, book that we're recommending. All right, we're up to the, uh, the, the moment we've all been waiting for. Who is cooler than Vect? Well, who deserves a character more uh, than Vect? First, I have to ask, what, what's the rating of this podcast? Is it, is it oh, PG-13? Well, it, it probably is. Uh, it's a, supposed to be a family-ish okay, show. Okay, okay. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll clean it up a bit. Uh, so the coolest character in 40K of all time is, of course... Doom Rider. Okay. Now, well, that's okay. And we're back to Ghost Rider. Very good. No, okay. okay. Well, it's like if you cross Ghost Rider with Deadpool, and uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the cartoon Metalocalypse with his character called Dr. Roxo, the rock and roll clown. If you. <laughs> 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 uh, so, Doom Rider is a Slanesh uh, demon prince right. who rides around on a motorbike. His head is on fire. And uh, wow, there's not really not much more to his character from than that. And there's no but model for that. There was. It was one of the most awful Gary Morley sculpts, but it's one of those ones that's so bad it's good. Right. And he is so beloved by the community that that there's heaps of fan fiction online that sort of fleshed out his backstory, and uh, he, he's basically on an eternal. Quest through I'm, riding I, through the galaxies. I feel to, like I've seen memes to, yes, of yes. Doom Rider and wondered what the hell was going on. <laughs> but but he is he is really beloved by the community. He's a ridiculous character. Uh, he's just an awesome All right. demon prince on a motorbike. Number one, Doom Rider. <laughs> if you like chaos, you'll definitely love Doom Rider. Okay. And so there are so is there a book that or or something well, that we should follow now, up with Doom Rider uh, if we want to Apparently he has been I'm not sure what the book was. Apparently he was brought back recently in the fluff and killed by I believe Corsaro Khan and then they took his head as a trophy 
but I don't know if you want to take the head of a demon prince uh, and leave it with a whole bunch of marines who already love motorbikes because he might be a bad influence. <laughs> right, okay. So that's number one for Brendan is Doom Rider. You know what we're going to do straight away when we leave here is Google, like, where can I find out more or books about or stories about Doom Rider. Uh, okay, number one is... Duke. Um, how do you say this? Sliscus? Yeah, yeah. So this is one of my favourite. He was literally the reason why I started uh, my Dark Elder army again in 5th edition when they brought all the new models out, just reading the fluff on this guy. Okay. Um, he's basically a pimp pirate king. So I, <laughs> that's just a way to say it. He does not wear the same outfit more than once. Right. And most of his outfits are from his slain enemies. He'll... Yeah. So like, he's just got this amazing backstory. And... um. He, he actually upset, he started becoming a bit of an upstart and um, he kind of got on Vic's bad side. So he ended up just do, just literally going out of Kimura, um with three other Cabal's flagships. So he did Hold this on, this is from the uh, same series, isn't it? Uh, he was in the Codex. I think he... Are you uh, he may. I don't know if he turned up in the novel. He's turned up in a novel that you remember called Lucas the Trickster. Ah, there we are. There it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where they flesh out him a little bit more out. Right. And then, um, so he just takes off and um, he just cruises around the universe, just literally being a dark right. outer embassy. A like, pimp pirate king, yeah. Now, yeah. did Duke Sliscus hook up with Lady Malice? Who is more than once. With, with, so, so Lady Malice is Asdrubal Vex's ex wife. Ah, that yeah. seems like a dangerous thing to do, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's even worse as Victor decided to get rid of her. So she just. Literally survived an assassination attempt and then got um, met a demon and got a heart, a demon of a heart. Put yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Demon heart. <laughs> yeah, this is like one of those things that you're just going, what, what, what? <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, but um, I mean, Duke uh, Soliscus is literally, um, <clears throat> he he got bored, so he raided the Space Wolf's homeworld. And he's the only one that's ever, he's the one that cut out um, Lucas the Trickster's heart and got replaced with a status bomb. That's how baller he is. Right. Wow. Like, just get bored, go to Fenris yeah. for a good time. <laughs> and he wow. Go, and he said that the only time he'll ever go back to Kimura is when he wants to die, basically, because he's that, that bored. Because he yeah. knows that if he ever goes back, Vector's going to kill him. Yeah, well, yeah, it would seem like he's pretty high on the list, yeah. on the on the uh, America's Most Wanted in Kimura. Well, it's kind of funny, because it sounds like Vector's like, if you stay out there, you can do whatever you want. If you come back... I will kill you. Yeah, so yeah. he's like literally just cruising around the universe going, nah, we'll see what I'll do today. So uh, the Lucas the Trickster book, there's more about him in that book. Is there any other fiction that we can look up for? Uh, there's a couple of short stories about him, um, but mostly it's just old fluff pieces. Yeah, and okay. then a lot of people have written some pieces on him because yeah. he basically supplies a whole bunch of drugs for his users and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So listen, one of the uh, things that, uh, you know, these are all great ideas for, and you'll have your own thoughts too if you want to, uh, you know, comment on Facebook or whatever, if you've got an idea for a character that deserves a, a model and some rules in the game, these are some great starting points. One of the other things that it's given us uh, today, though, are some really good books to check out for a start, the Path of the Incubi, Path of the Archon, that series of... Yeah, so it starts with Path of the Renegade, I think the first yes. one's called. Yes. That's right. And then so there's a series of three books, really, really, really good books. Lucas the Trickster, anything by Aaron Dembiski Bowden, the Armageddon series, f heavily featuring the Black Templars and uh, Spears of the Emperor. Spears of the Emperor as well. And then Night Lords trilogy. Yeah, and, and the upcoming uh, Wasdacker Gutsmeck fan fiction I'm going to write. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so check that out. Wait for it to come out and check it out by Brendan D. <laughs> hey, uh, Brendan, thanks so much for coming in. Appreciate it. Nice to see you. 
And uh, Sean Sullivan, appreciate your time as well. To uh, I feel I do feel like this has been a uh, two old guys of, you know what I mean, like uh, the boomers of 40k in the 40k world talking about the good old days and the you know the people they wish to bring back. Um, again, if you want to comment, if you want to get more involved, just follow us on Facebook. Uh, or you can go to properly dot uh, properlycocked.com for more. Thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you next time.